Hello everyone and welcome back to today's episode where I will be speaking with Libby Stevenson who is a wellness and yoga coach for women over 40. Um, Me and Libby delved into some really interesting topics from the benefits of yoga to starting yoga later in life and the benefits of yoga surrounding female health and and female reproductive health as well. Um, So it's a really, really interesting conversation and I hope you enjoy it as much as as I did and and gain the insight that I did from from listening to it as well. be meeting you even if it is virtually and sort of pick your brains today thank you for the invite I'm so excited <laughs> um well on that note then if we if we sort of jump jump into it um from what I've what I've read about you um and from your website I'm really interested in um sort of what you are about and um I've seen that you're interested in sort of female health and female reproductive health and sort of encouraging women of, of all ages um but especially older women to sort of engage with yoga um, yeah. And I think that especially the female health and female reproductive health around training is something that I'm hugely interested in, but that I don't hear being spoken about sort of as much. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm really interested yeah. to sort of pick your brains about that. But yeah. Yeah. to sort of start at the beginning, I know um, in your original email to me, you said that you came to yoga in your 50s and now you work as a, as a yoga coach to encourage older women to, to sort of do the same and increase their flexibility and coordination and physical yeah. and mental health but can you sort of talk me through I guess your journey and how you got to that stage of life where you firstly yeah. found yoga as a passion and then were able yeah. to turn that passion into something more and that you wanted to reach out to others and, and help others through yeah. it as well well that's great thank you yes um yes I came to yoga late in life and I have tried different forms of exercise, but I was never really good at them, nor did I really like them. (laughs) But I've always liked staying active. And it happened in my late 50s that someone in the neighborhood started a yoga class. And that's how I started going to yoga, because it was convenient. And the woman who ran the classes was about my age, so the other women in the class were all around the same age, who were all kind of new to it, so it was comfortable. And I kept going, and I started going like once a week, and then I increased it to about three times a week, and then I started getting curious. I wanted to know more about the yoga that I wasn't getting in a one-hour class, you know, the philosophy and the the anatomy. And at that same time, I have four children, and they were all leaving home one at a time. So I was facing the whole empty nest syndrome thing. And so I had been a stay-at-home mom, And now as these children are leaving, I have all this free time. And I thought, how do I invest this time? What do I do with myself? So that was in the back of my mind. And as I was doing yoga, and I thought, you know, I really like this. And it's the form of exercise I hated least. (laughs) And because you stay in a pose, I could do it. Because I'm not particularly coordinated. I have become more coordinated. But it was one of those forms of movement that I could actually do and not feel incompetent. And so I thought, okay, I know how to invest my time now that my children are leaving. I thought I'd do the yoga teacher training for personal development, um, and I had no intention of doing anything with it. And it took me a year, and it was a lot of work. I 
did not expect that. I kind of thought it would be fluffy, you know. <laughs> and actually, it was a lot of work, and I thought, well, I should do something with this. I can't do nothing. But I didn't want to teach people who were bendier than me and half my age. I thought, that's not what I want to do, so what do I do? And I thought about when I was pregnant and when I had you know, babies, and there was nothing for me in those days. In those days, women were told, don't exercise, you know, it's not good for you, don't move. Um, and so there was no way to meet other women that were going through what you were going through. So I thought, I know, I'm going to become a pregnancy yoga teacher, so I certified in that. And then I did postnatal uh, yoga teacher training, so that's an additional certification. And within a week of getting those certifications, I was teaching in a yoga studio. So it was like the universe said, you're on the right path. So the intention at that time was to provide knowledge, support, and community to new moms, be they, you know, in pregnancy or uh, postnatal, they just had a baby. And, you know, being a mother of four, that was the perfect avenue for me, right? Because I had all of this experience, plus the knowledge of the yoga now and the body, et cetera, et cetera. And then um, lockdown happened, so yoga studios shut down, and I thought, now what do I do? And I did further um, certification in menopause yoga, and so now I now I teach yoga to women at all stages of life, right, from pregnancy to postnatal to menopause, and the idea with all of them, for me, is to provide information, knowledge, uh, support, and community, and the community happens through the yoga, so I gather them in with a yoga class, <laughs> and, but you know, that's where the magic happens. The women get to chat about their experiences, learn about their body and the stage of life they're in, and that's the most important thing, I think, just getting women to talk to each other. They learn so much more just from each other's experience than from me telling them about parts of the body. Um, so that's how I got into that. Um, late in life, and, and now I find myself with this second career, which is actually very, very rewarding. Um, and I'm now head of yoga for Harley Street at Home Menopause, which is an online wellness platform for women over 40. So, you know, it's, it's interesting how I found this uh, road that really suits me, you know, as a mother of four to help pregnancy and postnatal, and now as a postmenopausal woman helping women going through that stage of life, you know, so it's kind of all worked well for me. Um, yeah, so I'm lucky in that respect. And what would you say um, some of the main benefits of, of yoga, um, especially for sort of the sort of some of the life stages that you've pointed out there, such as pregnancy, uh, postmenopause, and um, and the menopause as well? What would you say are sort of some of the main benefits to, to taking up yoga? Yeah, well, I think yoga in general just has, you know, it's different from other forms of exercise because it resets the nervous system. It is slow. It is, uh, you, you know, mindful in the sense that you're constantly thinking. You're connecting the mind to the body through the breath. You know, there's that element of being present and aware in a way that other forms of exercise don't give you that. And as a result, you're calming your nervous system, but you're also engaging the entire body at the same time. So in yoga, we don't have arm days or ab days or leg days. It's whole body days because the whole body gets involved. Even if you're still in a pose, 
you've got the mind focusing on the body. The body is in a position where the muscles and the bones are you know, getting stronger. Um, so it's an amazing form of movement because although in the West we focus on the physical aspects of yoga and what it can do for the body, it's doing so much more to the, to the mind and to every system of the body. So it's not just the arms and the legs that are getting in, involved, but the heart, the gut, the you know, circulation, you know, every, the nervous system, all the systems of the body get involved. You know, yoga is a holistic form of movement because every part of the body gets engaged, is engaged. Um, and at every stage of a woman's life, there, you know, there are different different benefits that we get from yoga at the different stages, but the end result is the same. It's this ability to feel calmer, feel better about ourselves, but also about the world around us. You know, and, and studies have now shown that, yeah, there's lots of physical benefits like lowering blood pressure, etc., etc., but it's this feeling that lingers from when you're not on the yoga mat in a way that other forms of exercise don't do it. And one of the things is, for example, resilience. It boosts your resilience without you having to think about it because in yoga you learn to focus and be present and notice. And by doing so, you start being aware of where you are and you can take a moment to, to assess where am I and how do I want to respond to the world around me. So it, it's, you know, unless you do yoga, maybe it doesn't make sense, but it's, it's one of those forms of movement. It's so much more than movement is what I'm trying to say, yeah. It's this other element that you get because it affects the nervous system in a way other forms of exercise don't. Other forms of exercise are quick, 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 go, go, go. And there's a place for that. I'm not saying there's not a place for that. But you don't have the, the opportunity to stop and think about what's actually happening here. You know, what am I doing? What is my body doing? How does it feel when I do this? But in yoga, you get that opportunity. And then when you learn that in yoga, you take that with you out in the world. And then so when life throws things at you, you start thinking, how do I feel about this? What am I feeling? How do I respond? So it's, it's an interesting way to change your, it changes your perspective on life. Yeah. It does. It really does. Um, but unless you do yoga, you wouldn't. You, it, it does. It might not make sense um, unless you do yoga, and you have to do it regularly and consistently to get that benefit. It does take time, but like anything, you know, it takes time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so, I think there's sort of a a bit of a misconception around. Um, as you said, sort of um, when when you were pregnant, there was sort of a misconception around not training and not doing sort of any form of physical activity when you're pregnant. And I think as well, we also don't associate women going through the menopause or postmenopausal women with with exercise as well. Um, and I truly believe that sort of the vast majority of women don't really know enough about the processes that sort of occur within their own bodies. And you just said that yoga sort of helps you to connect yourself to your own body and do you think it can help you to understand those processes that go on within your own body a little bit better because I know myself that you know it, women's bodies are incredible and they do all these amazing things but I don't know half I just know what I was taught in sort of a biology class at school and and that just covers the the bare minimum of 
what you need to know and sort of has women all as these really cyclical beings that all have 28 day cycles and all do this and that and it's just not true um so do you think that yoga can help you like connect with your body and understand it and its processes more yes because it teaches you to listen to your body and to be aware of the sensations from your body so that by tuning in regardless of where you are in your cycle and if you don't have a cycle then what do you do you know when you go through the menopause then what do you do so you just start learning about how do i feel and what does you learn about yourself and your sensations and what they mean for you it's it's really interesting because when we get triggered in life we just kind of react you know things happen we get triggered we react but when you when you do yoga you start noticing where you feel that in your body so that sometimes you know we are triggered before we realize we're being triggered and when you do yoga you start noticing the, the germination of these sensations that are telling you you know you're being triggered here do something either breathe or leave the situation or something yell if you have to if it's appropriate but you start learning about yourself and you and by learning about yourself and being aware of the sensations in your body you can respond more appropriately in situations and i think that that's key you know that's key to maintaining your head in a space that allows you to you know respond in a more authentic way as opposed to action reaction because how many times have we reacted in a way and then thought oh i shouldn't have said that i shouldn't have done that this would have been, you know i should have said this instead so when you start noticing sensations in your body you can you're you can take that pause and then decide what am i going to do here and then react that doesn't mean you're not going to yell and scream at the person in front of you or what have you if it's appropriate but then it's appropriate so it's okay you know and instead of beating ourselves up all the time you start responding more appropriately yeah yeah um but yeah it, it's interesting how all those stages that i mentioned of the pregnancy the postnatal and the menopause are very similar and when you do yoga what you learn regardless of what stage of life you're in is that you learn to be more in touch with your body and in, and to what's happening there and i think that that's key because all of those stages are transformational and transformation involves change which can be very scary so how do you handle that by you know getting in tune with what you're feeling and then learning to manage that um so yeah so it's it's so it's it certainly has helped me yoga deal with the transition into menopause and and also in my day to day um it helps me manage my day to day because i'm aware of the sensations from my body and and i know what they mean and what's ha- what's going to come next and i can step in and and manage it better yeah and don't we all just want to manage our day to day better sometimes you know yeah <laughs> i love sort of that that holistic approach as well that that yoga brings um and i guess in terms of the the day to day for for someone like me i guess are there any benefits of yoga in terms of um how it will affect my body at sort of different stages of of my cycle or is yeah. it just sort of the same benefits throughout definitely and i think 
I would start with just noticing how you feel at the, you know, throughout your cycle, and maybe even tracking it. Um, I think there are apps that can help you do that, but even if you just have a calendar and writing on different days, whether you're moody, sad, happy, pain, where is the pain, just track it. And, and you know, there are times, depending on what hormones are running through your body and your cycle, you will have more energy or less energy. Um, and when you have less energy, then there are certain yoga poses that are more suitable than other yoga poses um, and more forms of exercise that are suitable than other forms of exercise. So absolutely, I think, you know, our hormones are what drive us, aren't they? Especially estrogen is the hormone that makes us women. But it's, it's constantly fluctuating throughout the month. Um, and as we get older, it just starts to decline. And that hormone, um, there are receptors in every part of the body. So when it fluctuates, it affects every part of our body. So starting to notice how it affects you on a day-to-day -day basis means that then you are better able to manage, again, <laughs> your, your, your manage your day because now you know where you are in your cycle and when you are in that part of the cycle, you have more energy, you have less energy, you need to just you know step back or you can do more. So absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. And how have you sort of found engagement with what you do? Do you get sort of a lot of women coming to you for for yoga and um, sort of to, to get these benefits at whatever sort of stage of life that they're at? And, and you know, has it sort of taken off in a way that you expected or, or didn't? Yeah. Well, it has taken off in a way that I hadn't expected. And I think, I think that's for two reasons. The first one is because I followed a path of pregnancy and postnatal so you know women coming to those classes many of them come to yoga in pregnancy and postnatal yoga for the when they've had their first child so they they have no clue about anything and they're looking for someone to give them answers so to have someone who's had the experience is very helpful so that was how it worked well for me because i could help them with that and it's you know in my pregnancy and postnatal yoga classes, yes, we do yoga, but it's a lot more than that. It's about becoming a mother. And, you know, you can't teach that to a person. You can just point things out to them so that they are aware. And then um, with the menopause yoga, you know, the reason why that worked for me is because it happened during lockdown. And during lockdown, you know, there's this challenge for women with, with yoga in general in that many women think you need to be young, bendy, and thin to do yoga. So there's this um, lack of self-confidence about going into a yoga studio if you think, I don't have the right body. So that, you know, so that prevents a lot of women from going into a yoga studio to begin with. But if it's pregnancy or postnatal, then it's like, oh, okay, I'm pregnant, so I have that body for that class, right? So it makes sense. But then in lockdown, everyone was going online. And that actually brought many more people to yoga because now they could do it in the privacy of their own home. They could turn off their video if it was a live class. And so many more people are now engaged with yoga because of COVID. So that was a great benefit, one of the benefits of COVID, and that it brought many more women to yoga. And in the privacy of their own home, they could practice, not be seen, whatever they think their body looks like. Um, 
and that was a really big benefit and that's so when I went online and that helped me because now women are online looking for women like them uh, to teach them yoga that is appropriate for them and there I was <laughs> so so that helped um, and that's how it worked for me that I chose the right types of yoga to teach given my own personal experience and then um, yeah and then kind of you know the fact that then everybody went online and that was very helpful for me because I was online you know I've read a lot about the pandemic sort of um, having effects on people's motivation and meaning that people aren't engaging quite as much um, especially I think young people but that's really fascinating that you've kind of said that that sort of increased your yoga community the, the pandemic yeah. and enabled you to do you think that that's the way forward then having sort of these more availability of online classes yeah I think so I think so and I think you know because of COVID a lot of people were stressed out and when you think of yoga you think of oh it's calming and relaxing which it is but there's so many other benefits that you get whether you know them or not, they still will happen. And I think so a lot of people were stressed out. They were frightened. How do I calm down? Oh, yoga will do that. So they were drawn to yoga and being online, like I said, you could go to YouTube. There's a bajillion teachers on YouTube. Um, or you could, many yoga teachers were doing live classes, but you could keep your camera off. Um, so yeah, so, so that was yeah, so that was actually one of, I guess, one of the very few benefits of COVID in that it, there was this boom of yoga, you know. So do you think that sort of if you were to give advice to to uh, older women who are looking to, to engage with a yoga class or, or any sort of type of exercise class, would you say that, that I mean, I know you went through down the route of sort of going to one of your, your local classes, um, yeah. or would you advise sort of looking for something online if you don't feel... Um, as comfortable sort of going to an in-person class what was it that you'd sort of recommend as the first steps of of engagement I guess I would actually recommend that they they start online and there's two ways they can do that one is lots of yoga studios even have online live classes at the same time as the class in studio so they can check you know research what yoga studios are in your neighborhood and if they do live online classes because then if you like the teacher and you can go into that yoga studio um, you know but you you can in the meantime until you get more confident keep your video off so that's that's one way to do it um, and then you know should you want to go if you like the in-person yoga classes which you know it's a totally different feel to have people around you doing yoga so if you want that I would say um, and you're new to yoga I would say start with a beginner yoga class it's either called beginner or level one um, you can call up the studio the yoga studio and tell them I'm completely new what do you suggest and they'll suggest a couple of different types of yoga for you. And then when you get to the yoga studio, to introduce yourself to the teacher and let them know that you know, you're a beginner. And if you have any physical issues, let them know because then the yoga teacher will keep you in mind and adapt certain poses to you should she need to, she or he need to. So there's two ways to go about it. But you mentioned something earlier about older women's you know, doing yoga, and I find that in the past, older women were, were, were 
were stopping moving, if that makes sense, or were moving less and less as they got older, thinking, I might get injured and I, I shouldn't be working out. And, and actually, the opposite is true. You know, you need to keep moving to keep bone strength, muscle strength, heart strength. You need to keep moving. The type of movement you do is up to you. I mean, all movement is good. Swimming, walking, you know, uh, if you can do high-intensity interval training, why not? You know, if you can do it and you enjoy it, yoga, I would say find a form of movement that you enjoy and just, or more than one, and do it. But, yeah, there was this idea that as women got older, we should move less. And now it's completely the opposite. You should be moving. I'm not going to say more, but you should be moving <laughs> because we need it for so many health benefits. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I read um, a report that women in sport produced um, and it was sort of on the, the relationship between the menopause and and exercise. Um, and, you know, it kind of went through all those things that you said that it's beneficial for, for your heart and your um, yes. sort of organ Bones health and, and also, yeah, osteoporosis is kind of preventing yeah. that as well. But it also said that sort of, I think it said just under a third of women drop off from physical activity during the menopause, but sort of the desire to be active is there and that's high, but that women sort of don't engage with it as much. And and do you think there's a reason for that and also a reason, uh, sort of a way that we can um, encourage women to, to stay active no matter what form of activity, whether that's, you know, as you said, doing something more high intensity or, or sort of yoga or walking or whatever it is? I think maybe some women either stop or, um, you know, if they were active, they stop because they're not doing the right form of exercise for the stage of life they're in. And I think perhaps if they've been doing something very strenuous, they now find themselves that it's not suitable for whatever reason. Either they don't have the energy or, you know, we change as we go through the menopause. We just do uh, physically, you know, and perhaps... You know, they're trying to continue doing what they were doing 10 years ago, and they need to realize maybe it's time to try something else, something slower or a different form of exercise, but they don't know what to do. And if that's the case, I would encourage, I mean, YouTube is just full of people that are now, you know, claiming to be aging pros or pro-aging pros or, you know, look at them because... There are people out there, you know, my age, our age, who, you know, are, are moving and can teach you how to move that is more suitable for the stage of life you're in, you know. And I think that's why a lot of women maybe stop doing what they're doing because they're going to classes run by people who are not their age, who can't advise them, um, and think, well, I, I guess I should stop them, you know. I guess I've reached my limit, you know. But there is a lot you can do, definitely. So if what's working for you is not, you know, because you've been doing it for a while, it's not working anymore, don't give up. Maybe you just need to do it at a different pace or you need to start a different form of exercise. But there's something out there for you to do. And actually, as we age, the less we move, the more rigid we become. You know, the whole fascia starts to crystallize and tighten and then we can't move as well. And as we age, just balance and coordination, we start to lose that, you know, just naturally because of age. And the body curls forward and we start getting hunched over because that's what just happens with age. Um, so we need to counteract that. We need to counteract that 
because we don't want to end up being hunched over um, because when we're hunched over, we can't breathe well. And then there's a whole, you know, it's like a whole uh, ripple effect in all other parts of our health. So we need to keep moving, whatever that may be. I really agree with that. And I agree with sort of adapting your training to fit sort of the the stage of life you're in and also to find something that you really enjoy because I go to the gym and and sometimes I see people that I've been seeing for years and they just do the same thing every day and they're making sort of no progress and you can just tell that they don't enjoy it and I think you really need to find something that you really enjoy and not just do something because you think that that's what you should be doing or that's what you know everyone else is doing or chasing sort of an aesthetic goal over making sure that you are happy with sort of what you're doing and and you know talking about the aesthetic goal i think you know as women age um not all women but there is a tendency to start gaining weight around the middle so your body it changes not all women of course but instead of worrying about am i gaining weight and i've lost my my waist or think about trying to stay healthy And if you have that in your mind, then you start eating well and you start, you know, managing your stress and you start exercising. And I would use, change the word exercise to movement, because I think if you think exercise, you think you have to move quickly, you have to sweat, you know, there's this whole idea of unless I'm sweating and moving fast, I'm not doing anything for my body. There is a place for that, but it's not necessarily only that, you know, and, and I think that's the other thing about yoga that it goes very nicely alongside any other form of exercise. And unlike other forms of exercise, because yoga is not exercise, um, you can do yoga every day because it's more of a stretching. So you can even do it before an exercise class or after an exercise class or in between to stretch yourself out. Um, so yeah, that, I thought that was interesting that you mentioned that the aesthetic, you know, I should, and you will look good. You will look good, but not in the way you think, you know, you will look good, but you'll be, I think if, if we chase the goal of health, I think that's the key as opposed to trying to look a certain way or losing weight. Yeah. And I think there's a pressure sometimes on women to, to look a certain way or aspire to certain aesthetic goals. And, and like you said, um, you know, I, I go to the gym and I, I weight lift because it makes me feel happy and healthy and strong and that's sort of what I want and and anything aesthetically that comes with that sort of a kind of side side bit to that um it's not like why I do it but then you know there are pressures on people to to sort of look a certain way and in a certain shape and and I think sometimes that is quite damaging yeah, but that perception to look a certain way that's uh, cultural and societal and I think it's to each one of us to say, you know, I don't need to look like I did when I was 25. You know, I just need to look, I need to look good. I mean, you know, whatever that is. I mean, I can age well and look good. I don't have to look like I did when I was 25, you know. Um, and I think that whole idea of, um, yeah, youth, you know, and having to look young, um, that's society that imposes that on us. And I think a lot of women struggle with that, you know, as they age or even as they go through pregnancy and postnatal because, you know, you see your body changing and you have no control over it um, and you just have to wait it out. And that's difficult for a lot of women because there's this image of, you know, they pride themselves on how they look. And that's, and that's society that puts that 
pressure on us, isn't it? Um, so yeah, so it, it's interesting, and, and certainly when you go through the menopause, if you fight it, if you fight the idea that you're aging and that you need to stay looking a certain way, when you fight it, all your symptoms get worse. <laughs> Whereas if you just accept and try to live a healthy lifestyle, it's so much easier. Yeah. Do you think that as well um, social media plays a little bit of a part as well with, because um, when, I, when I think about social media, um, I think that it's kind of full of, of, as you said, sort of young people who look a certain way and, and do you think that that plays a part in sort of how we view ourselves and our relationships with yeah. with our body and as well? Absolutely. And in fact, that comes down to two things, like the whole misconception about yoga being for young, thin, bendy girls. And actually, those girls on social media are not even doing yoga. They're doing like <laughs> gymnastics or acrobatics. They're not yoga poses. I can't do that stuff. Um, and up until a year ago, uh, many of the accounts that I was following that are my age, those women were, were trying to look 25. And all one, you know, saying how youthful they looked and all of that. And then in the past year, because there's been this boom in menopause and everyone is talking about it, including lots of celebrities, all of those women are now admitting their age. And I think, how silly. You know, you know you've been going around just in your bikinis saying, look how great I look. You know, and, and I think, yeah, you look great and you should tell people that you're 60. <laughs> That's more impressive than... You know, trying to look like you're 35 in your bikini. And I think it's more impressive. But anyway, so I think the narrative is starting to change. And now you have many more what they call plus-size women doing yoga and, you know, getting noticed on, on Instagram you know, or on social media and showing how to adapt the poses to the larger body, which is kind of what I do in pregnancy. It's a larger body, you know, and have to adapt. But yoga can be adapted to all kinds of bodies and all kinds of symptoms. That's the beauty of yoga, you know, and um, and it's one of those things like swimming and yoga are two forms of movement you can do at any stage of life throughout your life, you know. So they're, they're both really good ones to get involved in because you can always do them. There's always movement there for you to do. I can't swim, by the way, <laughs> but I can do yoga. <laughs> um, and you sort of said there that, that yoga is something that you can do at any stage of your life. And you also mentioned earlier that it's something that slots quite nicely alongside other forms of exercise as well. Um, I guess, what would you say to somebody like me who... Um, so I love people like uh, Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. I don't know if you've yeah. you've heard about him, but yeah. I love everything that he sort of says, and he sort of stands for you know having sort of fifteen, five, ten to fifteen minute exercise routine that includes yeah. sort of a five minute workout or yeah. breath work, and I just love that idea. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm so I, I I love weightlifting, and I I will get up at four. 35 o'clock in the morning to go really? before work wow. yeah but I just and then I love the idea of yoga but then I won't in my head I'm like I can't fit it in whereas I know yeah. that I'm getting up at this time to do this so I can fit it in and you know yeah. Dr. Rangan says that you can do it in five minutes so I can fit yes. it in but what would you say to somebody like me who still like, sort of puts it off no matter what I guess I, you know what I would say uh, maybe and the way you do yoga in five minutes is you just stay in a pose that's it. Um, so I would say to you, okay, before you do your um, 
your weightlifting, why not just do a mountain pose where you breathe, you know, do 10 breaths in mountain pose so you get the posture upright and all of that. Or you can do a tree pose where you're balancing on one leg and on the other. And that's not even going to take five minutes. It's literally just so that you're focused and then you can do your weightlifting. Or maybe at the end of your weightlifting, um, to go into a downward facing dog because it stretches out every part of the body. And you just stay in that, I say three to five breaths, but you can stay in it for as long as it feels good. You know, so that, so that at the end of your, so you do that to stretch it, maybe a couple of cat cows for your lower back, and you're done. You know, so you can add it beginning and end just to get you in the right frame of mind and then to stretch it out. And, and then there you have it, yeah. And then from there, I, I suspect you'll start paying attention to your body and your body will say to you after you've been weightlifting, no, actually now I need to do a warrior because I need to open my hips or something like that. But yeah, that's what I would say. Just tag it, tag it to the beginning or at the end. And, you know, one pose, that's it, just one pose. And then, um, and he's right, because that's what I say. And, and you know, and I think that's the fault of yoga teachers, that yoga teachers believe you need an hour and 15 minutes or an hour and a half to do a yoga, because they want to do the meditation, then they want to do the movements, and they want to do meditation. At the end. Nobody has that time. You know, that's an investment, an hour and 15 minutes. But if you say to someone, okay, just go into tree pose and do that. You know, like if your head is spinning, you need a break. From, or just in the middle of your day, you just want to break from the morning to the afternoon, just go into tree pose. And it is so calming and relaxing, and it gives you that headspace. And because you're standing on one leg, you're, you know, you're strengthening the, mus the muscle and the bones of your leg, so it's great for osteoporosis. So you're getting all these other benefits, and you're standing with the shoulders back and down, so you're breathing better. So just one pose. Like I said, it's a whole body thing. So even though you're just doing the one pose, the whole body is engaged, you know? So yeah, so that's what, what I would say about that. Yeah, just tag it at the beginning or at the end. And um, and you don't need an hour and 15 minutes. You don't need, I mean, if you have it, great. But if you don't have it, or you don't want to spend an hour doing yoga, no, I get that. I don't always, I don't spend, you know, I'm a yoga teacher. And I, you know, when I'm not teaching yoga, I just dot it throughout my day, and I think, oh, you know, I really need a stretch right now, downward facing dog, perfect. Or before bed, I need to just release some tension, so I'll do some cat-cows, and I'll just do like a bridge, or something like that. Or throughout the day, because I'm sitting, you do a couple of warriors, a warrior one, a warrior two, and you feel so much better, you know, I mean, just little things like that. So you can slot them in. He's right. <laughs> you know, he, so if you don't believe me, at least you can believe him. <laughs> I really like that. And I think that that's maybe what stops me from doing it and is maybe a common misconception for a lot of people that I think I probably got from maybe social media and seeing people that you think are doing this all day that might not even be doing it all day, but sort of to you and your perception, it looks like they're doing it all day. And so... Like you said, I felt like I needed an hour or something to put aside yeah. to do it, and that might be sort of the mental you know block why, there. You know why you thought that? First of all, because yoga classes are an hour and a half long. Yeah. And the second one is every other form of exercise requires a certain yeah. amount of time to tire that muscle. We're not doing that in yoga. We're not tiring any muscles. We're stretching them. We're strengthening. 
and we're, we're doing it very gently. And therefore, you don't need to, you know, do it for a certain amount of time to get the benefit. Yeah. We, we count breaths. Yeah, we count breaths. And of course, you can stay longer. But if you were to stay in a warrior two for like two minutes, that's impossible. I mean, you can do it. I'm not saying it's, not, it's <laughs> impossible. But yeah, that's quite challenging <laughs> because you're not moving. And therefore, you're stuck there, and, and it's a lot more difficult, isn't it, than, than constantly moving around. Yeah. It's a totally different mindset, and it's one that causes you to be present, focused, and aware. And you know what? Stillness is a lot harder than moving fast. It really is, that stillness, because that's when the mind starts to take over. And, um, you know, things come up that maybe we don't want to come up. Yeah, and I really feel that from sort of gaining that stillness and that focus, you can carry that through to other aspects of your life, and it really helps with you know your work or whatever it is that that you do. And and I know that when I've sort of dabbled, I have felt um, a lot better, and like my mind is just a lot more focused. And and so yeah. I do see the the benefits, and especially sort of the the mental health benefits as well. And in fact, you know, you were saying um, you were a lot more focused, and that is because when we do yoga, regardless of what pose you're in, this whole constant focusing on the body, it's it's strengthening the part of the brain that has to do with decision making, the frontal lobe, and it quiets the part of the brain that is instinctual, the reptilian brain, the action reaction one. So yes, yeah, so you, you you're in a you know tree pose for five breaths, and then you do the other leg for five breaths, and you come away from that feeling a lot more focused. Absolutely, and the more you do it, the more that part of the brain becomes stronger, such that when you're not in a pose, and something is happening, you know you have that ability to focus and say what's happening here, and how do I want to respond, um, so that that stays with you even when you're not doing the yoga pose, you know, but that does take time, I have to clarify that, that doesn't just happen after one tree pose, (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately, and it's a training, it's a training, isn't it, just like anything, it takes time to train, yeah, and build the muscle, yeah. Um, So we've spoken about sort of your journey to get to this position and and sort of what you do now, but have you any plans for the future with yoga, Um, or are you just going to sort of continue doing what you're doing? You know, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm enjoying, um, I, I enjoy trying to show how yoga can benefit everyone, regardless of what stage of life they're in and how they're feeling, feeling what physical limitations they might have or physical abilities. I enjoy that. I enjoy looking at yoga from different angles and how do I make this accessible to everyone. And I'm enjoying being the head of yoga for this online wellness platform and thinking of ways to make women feel better about themselves as they journey through, you know, this stage of life, which, you know, if you think about it, you are getting older and, you know, the natural process of aging is to make your body deteriorate. I hate to say that, but that's just the way it is. So trying to make them feel better about where they are in life through yoga, meditation, and mindfulness, and breathing techniques, and all the different ways that all the aspects of yoga can help them, the philosophy, um, and all of that. So at 
the moment I'm really enjoying where I am and incorporating into that uh, not just yoga but other aspects of wellness. So I've done uh, numerous courses on herbs and aromatherapy and therapeutic well-being and just trying to help them, you know, with natural remedies and how to feel better about that and supplements and things like that and incorporating all of that. And I enjoy that. And I think as long as I'm enjoying that, I'll continue. Yeah. And, and I feel that because I'm enjoying it, it's kind of coming back to me in a way. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, when you put something out there that you, you do with love and that you enjoy, it, it's received that way. And, and more p- people flock to it. Yeah. Maybe that's just yeah. in my mind. But yeah, so, I'm, so for the time being, I shall continue. I'm, I'm always looking to learn more about yoga. But it's, it's not so much about yoga. It's about how can I help people with yoga. So there are different branches of yoga I, do, I know very little about. So maybe just expanding into those to, so that I can help others more. Yeah. Well, I've enjoyed um, speaking with you today, and and for anyone sort of listening, um, where can they find you if they want to sort of find out more about what you do and and get involved in in yoga as well? So I'm mainly on Instagram, and my Instagram is Libby Stevenson, with a V, (laughs) dot wellbeing, and then from there, there's links to my website if they wanted to get in touch, or there's an email address they can get in touch with me there. And like I said, I'm head of yoga at Harley Street at Home, so they can, which has a, a free Facebook group. They wanted to, you know, join that way and, and hear about me there. Because, for example, in that faith, in that um, wellness platform, it's not just about the yoga. Like I'm trying to build community. So we have a book club, and we've done a retreat. You know, it's all other stuff too to build community and, and inform and support women. That sounds great and and I can't wait for for everyone to hear this and sort of hear um, how amazing yoga can be at sort of all stages of your life and and you know as I said at the beginning these are topics that I'm really interested in especially the sort of female health and and reproductive health side of things so um, I've really enjoyed speaking to you. And I hope you know when they hear this they don't think oh but I don't have the yoga body we discussed that yeah you know if you have a body you can do yoga regardless of what you know, lower back pain, dodging knees, you can do yoga. You can do yoga. I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee it. Even if you can't move, you can do yoga. There's something called eye yoga. And you can breathe. That's another aspect of yoga. So everyone can do yoga. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that I definitely will be making more of a conscious effort to incorporate into my oh. own routine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs>